変身
<laughs> and uh, I, I just asked for Amazon gift card. I was pretty simple this year. No, we go pretty hard for Christmas, um, which like the kind of thing where like I think um, my girlfriend like wasn't ready for like me going hard like the first time like we had like that holiday <laughs> together. And then since it's kind of like not escalated, but the game has like kind of risen kind of thing, you know, that's good. But also like she got like a new phone in November. So I was like, oh, like here's some AirPods. And like and then like ever since then, like <laughs> she basically started going like, oh, he gave me AirPods outside of the holiday i've really got to step this up <laughs> where are some of your gifts you got i uh got her the airpods and the guitar and um a bunch of cool stuff like um like for that for music for me though she had it out of the park like i'm looking at um the biggest thing was probably godzilla the criterion collection okay which is like a big pop art like book of like i think it's 12 or 18 movies um like just like all the ones for like from the fifties to the seventies that uh, are all like completely like remastered, like in the, like this like cool book that like has like different art and like special features for each of them. I mean, it's like really cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really great great gift. She also got me like some other like cool stuff. Like it was like a um, some cardboard cards from like the sixties and seventies for like the original like um, the monsters from like Kamen Rider and like Ultraman. And they're cool as hell. Like they're like super old, but I they're cool as hell. That. Right? <clears throat> I guess off of like Etsy, I think. Okay. Which yeah. And uh she got me a progress key. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the perfect, like it's basically like a thick cassette and like it's the perfect size to like fidget with when you're like trying not to use your phone, maybe. And like it's just like uh so I bought like three more because <laughs> I wanted one for like fives and everything. But like they're just like a very good weight, very good uh, size. And that's going to sound terrible on that track. But yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, it's been a fun holiday. But um, man, uh, it, it's also been just a long amount of time. <laughs> um, like we um, have recorded for like a couple of weeks and feels like everything happened like in that time, you know? Yeah, we went through, uh, you do anything for New Year's? No, just stayed in, you know, and like, uh, had like a little like champagne, you know. Okay. Kept simple. This will be old news by the time it's out, but, um, were you like around or like aware of Twitter when Bean Dad was going on? No. What's that? Oh, you, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is, this is great actually. Um, so Bean Dad was trending for a while, um, and I kind of assumed it was a like joke or something like from like Eric Andre or something weird like that. But um, there was this dad whose daughter wanted lunch. <clears throat> so he gave her like a can of beans and a can opener and like w- went back to what he was doing. And then like she was like, hey, could you help me? Like, I don't know how to use like this can opener. I'm like eight years old or like. 10 years old or whatever could you like please show me how to use this like i've never used before and he's just like um basically went on this like 60 part like twitter thread about like how like he was teaching her things and stuff and like how like she started crying and like he like went into like um her room and told her like that she wasn't being like reasonable and then she like had to wait for six hours to eat until she figured out how to use the can opener and stuff like that you you catch all the fun stuff on Twitter. I need to get on there more often. See, 
that's the first domino because then people were like you're a shitty dad that's really shitty that's like oh wow that's pretty like abusive that kind of stuff and then like he started to go in and fight everybody (laughs) and like this got up to the point where it was like hundreds of thousands of people like just like mad at this dude because like what like what are you doing Mm. and then it, it turned out that um then there are three other layers to the story but the first one is turns out massive racist oh oh man and a like sidebar to that but he also released last year a book of his tweets that people could buy (laughs) but um then the second layer is um he's the person that did the theme song until this week for the McElroy's like podcast my brother my brother and me Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he got like canned from that job and like he was like it turned into this kind of thing where like there were tons of people being like oh it's that john roderick who like i've heard their music every week (laughs) what the hell's going on um and then he also has a podcast and i think a book with ken jennings who is who was like on track to replace alex trebek on jeopardy oh wow so he got damn so this guy had a following but, but like um then people found out like oh now ken jennings probably won't be hosting jeopardy anymore because this guy tweeted about how he was a good dad for making his daughter cry about not being able to open beads wow guilty by association that sucks yeah and like it was like twitter gone and stuff it was like this whole it's a whole process it's like a whole there's like brain hole that like a lot of people went in but like speaking of brain holes uh you happen to like find like a PS5 finally. Yeah, man. I'm part of the next gen. It's amazing. How's that been treating you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I jumped from PS4 base model straight to PS5 and it was mind boggling. Like, I can't even explain like how I felt playing Miles Morales. Like, I just beat it right before the pod and that game is beautiful. I mean, you nailed it when you said uh, that was like the best game to introduce you to the next gen console. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Like, the lighting, the texture of the characters, and just everything that I thought uh, like Cyberpunk 2077 would look. <laughs> uh, and that game is nowhere near looking as good as this. So, um, yeah, man, uh, if you haven't gotten a PS5 yet, hold on. Um, I see that they're revving up the production of them, and a lot of the resellers are starting to regret overbuying them. So uh, you guys should be getting one in the next few months. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's an amazing thing. All those people who just like just bought like four thousand like PS5s and like um Series X's, I think, um, and just totally like can't sell them off. Good. Good. I wonder how that will work with uh with Walmart, because you know they take back anything. So like do you just buy it like twenty and then like you can't sell them and you just take them back for a refund? Like I wonder how that's gonna work. I wondered if they wouldn't just eventually try and sell it for like 50 bucks more, like whatever, rather than like rather than like the hassle of like working with Walmart and stuff. Because like if they like bring them all back, Walmart probably can't take like more than like two or three of them, you know? Yeah. Like if you go to Walmart with like 400 like PS5s, they'll be like, yeah, we can't do anything about that. Yeah, I'm ready for stories like that to start coming out. (laughs) Reseller screwed. Walmart says no returns on PS5s. Can't wait. Make sure you try out um, like Astros because that's like a really good like that is great for the controller. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that I did try it out and that game is insane. The dual right? sense controller on that game is like un 
real. Like, it's kind of even harder to, uh, to describe. Uh, I played a little bit of it and uh, played the game when you had to, like, jump with the spring. Mm-hmm. And it literally felt like I had a spring in my hand. It's kind of, it's, it's unreal. Like, the dual sense is really, really good. I didn't feel it that much while playing Miles Morales, but that game definitely displayed what it's capable of. No, honestly, um, for Miles, though, like, um, it's the kind of thing where, like, if you try to, like, play, like, I um went to, like, uh, transfer my save file for, like, the PS4 Spider-Man to, like, the remaster, and, like, I, like, played like, a little bit. And it is actually wild, like, all the small things on Miles that they did to, like, make the controller, like, react. Like, not as much as Astro's, but it's still, like... Yeah, it's very subtle. Um, I thought, like, you could definitely feel it during the uh, cin- cinematic sequences, for sure. No, totally. <laughs> that last one was insane. Oh, man. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, Miles is just such a great character. He's so, like, I want to engage, like, anything with Miles in it, honestly. Yeah, I'm hoping they uh, unleash him into the to the big screen if there is a big screen in the future. But uh, more people need to know about this character for sure. And like, um, I like bought like a bunch of like 4K Blu-rays as well because I just like have realized, oh, I've like hardly used any Blu-rays. Like, and like I kind of like didn't realize that like the 4K Blu-rays would look better than like 4K streaming anywhere. So I was just like, okay, like here's like Get Out, here's like Parasite, here's like this like kind of movie, and yeah. And like Spider Verse is the one where I'm like really excited to like l- like watch that in like full detail. So I um have talked like a little bit about like major deaths or events in like 2020, and uh, there was one that hit really hard for me and a lot of people. Um, like big enough that like it might have crossed over like a little bit like outside of like people who are fans of wrestling, but um like that was the death of Brody Lee. Oh man, yeah, and um so I've like had some people kind of like want me to talk a little bit more in depth about wrestling but um in the aftermath of like this like it kind of felt like a bigger thing but um so yeah like i'm gonna like wrestling's weird and i think a lot of people just don't care about it for like good reason um they've maybe been like exposed to like a lot of like poorly poorly done stories like a lot of like people like never got past like the fact that it wasn't real fighting like especially in the wake of like the big boom in the 2000s of like stuff like uh like ufc and stuff so like uh what's your kind of like history with wrestling uh so i grew up originally like a huge fan of wrestling um i go back to wcw nitro or monday night nitro monday night raw smackdown uh all that stuff like i i was pretty much raised on wrestling um andre giant hulk hogan and then as I got a little bit older, I kind of got out of it, but I always check in every now and then. But uh, I haven't been an avid watcher in a few years now, but uh, I do appreciate the art. And uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like whenever it came out, like, oh, this is fake, because scripted television is pretty much like you could say it's a form of entertainment, you know, uh, without, mm. you know, like it's like a play or let's say like a. Uh, a one shot scene in a movie. That's how I look at wrestling now as an adult. And uh, I wouldn't say that's affected me being a fan. I think that <clears throat> as I got older, I just started picking up other things to watch, <laughs> mm, yeah. you know, so I haven't really been locked in like I do, but I really do appreciate uh, wrestling. Um, but yeah, I'm an old school wrestle guy myself. 
one thing I think maybe affected a lot of people's enjoyment of wrestling enough where they maybe like wouldn't have stayed on or like wouldn't have checked in is that after WCW went under in like the early 2000s, there was just one company, one, one kind. And it was definitely oftentimes pretty low quality. So that's probably like part of it too. Like I like generally don't watch or like worry about like stuff from WWE just cause like, it tends to be like inconsistent with how it like treats some people and like how they do stories and stuff. Cause at a certain point it's like, ah, oh, like it's all coming down to like what, like a 74 year old, like guy thinks is cool. So that's a little rough. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. That's, that's probably exactly why I checked out. Just like, I, I like the rivalry between the two, uh, the two franchises. And once that went under, like you said, you only got one thing to watch and quality kind of dips after that, <laughs> you know? Because there's no competition. But um, AEW looking like it's like, you know, like the next big thing. Yeah. Uh, so I sent you some clips from that too to like talk about like Brody Lee. And um, so basically Brody Lee went by Luke Harper in WWE. He was part of this like pretty prominent faction. Um, he's one of the cases where he got signed to the company and just um, he didn't exactly feel like he was getting treated well or like wasn't important in like storylines compared to like other people despite the fact that he was a multi-year veteran um and felt like he could do more but there wasn't really any options um then you have like a company like AEW like come in and that's where like a place like uh there could be that alternative and that like competition i sent you some clips from that too what do you think of those yeah dude was a beast um, um, yeah, he seems like a really good, uh, a good, uh, hill. When you see like somebody who's so good at what he does, like Brody Lee, um, he's has like such a great presence. He looks like a leader. Like he looks like conniving that massive beard and everything. Uh, just it's hard. Cause like there are some people who, like who just don't know him, but like in the past, like two weeks, um, there's just been like a massive outpouring of support for him. He was 41 years old. Mm. And just the kind of thing where, like, it was just like he was gone for like five or six weeks, and then he had passed. And, um, yeah, um, our first wrestling show before even like coming ride with me, like around like uh like the start of like 2019, um, I was looking for things to do with my girlfriend because uh we just had some bills that like weren't going too hot, um, and just like hadn't been doing a lot of things. We were just very much like, okay, uh, what are we going to do for your birthday in March? And then it like turned into, okay, um, I'm going to take you to wrestling. It's going to be here, whatever. And she was so against it. Like, you don't like wrestling. Like, and like, I don't like wrestling and like, let's go. We waste money and waste like our one night out to go see it kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, then at the end I was like, okay, we'll get like pretzels and beer and nachos and that kind of stuff. And like, we'll like sit down and we'll just like spend like too much money, like getting drunk. Like, like the tickets were like 40 bucks. Like we're fine. Um, but we go, it is a house show for WWE. Um, and it is, uh, just, uh, in one of the first matches, people start like looking around and they're just like, Oh, it's bro. Oh, like I, um, like, um, this guy's been injured, but he might be coming back as Rochester's like his hometown. And I was like, Oh, Okay, that's so cool. And then he comes out. He's been missing for months. Like he tore his bicep or something. 
and everyone's on their feet and like they're like loving him and they're so excited to see him and it was like just the kind of thing where like sometimes like you pick someone and like this weird backwoods like massive bearded dude that just just like came out and was like supposed to be this like villain but like everybody was just like cheering him on so intensely um and like after that night we got very into wrestling like a month and a half later was when um they started AEW and we like became like fans of that like week to week then literally um in late 2019 it was like oh this guy might be leaving WWE and he might be going back to his like indie name of like Brody Lee and he might be joining like with AEW and it was like like this big thing like there was this massive mystery who's this like mysterious like who's this leader of this faction that's been like a mystery this whole time and then it's like they suddenly announced in like January oh we're gonna be right in your town we're gonna be like right where that last show was um and there's gonna be like a debut and then they have the show the week before March like 11th and we're hearing all these things about COVID and we're hearing like, Oh, like things are getting shut down and things like around the world are things going to get shut down in America. And then two days after that big show, lots of crowd, they shut down, they stopped touring. And like, it was like the next show was us kind of thing. Mm. And then, um, that week, not one, but, um, Matt Hardy and this guy, like Brody Lee, both debut on that show. Oh, that'd have been a great show. thing to see live. It was just the kind of thing where it was like, oh, like our favorite from our, like, our, like, outside the box favorite was joining, like, our favorite company. And then he spent, like, in the six months he had, he was great. He was, like, at so many feuds. Like, he was awesome. He, like, just, like, completely, like, turned around this faction that people hated and made them, like, the most popular faction. And then he was gone for a couple weeks and everyone thought it was part of a story. And then uh, he's announced like on like the 26th of like December, the day after Christmas that he's died. Um, And just, yeah, just there's not like a bad thing that's like been said about them. Um, They scrapped their whole like New Year's plans like um, for AEW to have like a tribute show where they brought in like different people from like the like um his son was there and like got involved in like a match and like hit like a bad guy like with like a like kendo stick and all this stuff just to it's hard uh just there's like we all have people that like we pick as our favorite who's like a weird pick like versus like oh like i'm like a fan of like it's like the people like who are like real big fans of like trini or something in like power rangers versus like <laughs> like tommy or jason like it matters to them when that kind of happens this was like very much like a tribute to somebody who is that kind of pick and just it's hard um because wrestling is like it's like a real life comic book like it happens week to week it's real the things that happen like when somebody gets hurt they get hurt like and like more and more there's like this weird like blurring on like on like storylines and like social media like people just kind of uh but people like are aging in wrestling or like that kind of thing it's happening in like real time in a way where it's just like really become such a like an intricate like storyline like the way people portray themselves and just like that's why it's become like bigger and more interesting in the past couple of years but also it's why like you have people that like can be such like important like figures too but yeah that's a lot on like a whole thing but uh just 
ripped to one more real one in like 2020, I guess. Uh, and hopefully 2021 isn't half as bad. Damn. Who do we even lose in 2020? It's like Chadwick Boseman, all, all these people just it didn't end. Kobe. That, was that wasn't the, like huge one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was just, but that wasn't even couple. towards COVID. That was like right before it. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there's somebody else. Like I was about to say, like we lost Trebek. Alex Trebek. Yeah. Rip. No, there's so many people that are just so like, it felt like every week there was like some story. And I don't know, just it's a bad year. Um, but if you like to feel things, uh, I'd say try out wrestling like a little bit. Like there's lots of great stuff. Like um, there's so much great like character work. There's so much great like um, like storyline work. It, it's a good time like to just, like look somewhere and like find it. And like it's such a good thing on Twitter too. Like wrestling Twitter is so great. But um, well, it's not. But there's like a small slice of it that's great. <laughs> but no. Uh, but speaking of uh, characters and stories that we love and know the names of uh let's talk about Kamen Rider Saber all right and we are back with Kamen Rider Saber chapter 15 beyond the resolution and beyond uh chapter 16 saving the world a ray of light uh we originally said we would also do chapter 17 that wasn't out they took a week off so uh it is just 15 and 16 and next week is 17 and 18 but beyond that we're uh on track we're we're caught up with comrade saber which is nice <laughs> for once yeah we kind of fell off a little bit starting the new year off right we start this off by seeing the end of this arc this like first arc of comrade saber and the start of like a new one. Uh, but yeah, um, just some thoughts on like this chunk of episodes, James. Uh, the first chunk, um, I think we were pretty down it, but, uh, towards the end, it felt like they're starting to figure a few things out that they're missing out of. And, uh, episode 16 was kind of felt like they're going in a direction that I wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, this, that final episode of this arc felt like it was a lot going on, but then if, Turned out to be nothing really happened. It's kind of weird. Um, the pacing was super fast. It's kind of hard to digest yeah. everything that was going on. A lot of weird things happening here and there. But I felt like episode 16 kind of cleared the dust. And we're uh, starting a new year off right in a new direction. What'd you think? No, yeah, totally. Like, I felt like this first arc definitely had a lot of things. A lot of things it had to to have happen. But it didn't connect them very well. Like, that, like connective tissue is not very strong and i think uh what they've set up for this second arc is already like seems like they're able to be more deliberate since they've introduced a lot of the characters and like a lot of the toys and stuff and they can maybe just like or be like okay and here's the plot that corrals them <laughs> a little bit better but yeah um so episode 15 um my first note and i think it's an important note that i don't think ever gets addressed beyond this line but um there's one scene where toma says are we traveling back in time nobody <laughs> ever answers him <laughs> we see a flashback later which could have been a scene happening concurrently like that they were observing honestly but you know weird 
what do you think of just like the way we kind of started this episode and everything and like their whole like warp to this weird place the place they were going seemed important didn't it yeah and i was like okay we finally get to figure out what this book of knowledge contains and nothing <laughs> just a book that with knowledge in it you know what i mean it's just eh. well they don't even find the book like toma doesn't get or learn anything except for what he learns from the person he was already learning things from. Yeah. And I guess we found out that, uh, the last or caliber was actually, you know, trying to protect the, the world and he wasn't really a bad guy after all. And he did leave the little hint that there's, uh, the bad guys within the guild. So I did like that kind of, uh, mystery, but I guess we could kind of tell who that person is, or maybe we can't, maybe it's a red herring. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some stuff that I'm wondering if it is red herrings, but um, before I forget, actually, uh, just uh, one little thing that I want to let you um, like see that is also combines Kamen Rider and wrestling right there. But uh, I just posted a picture of um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is saying who likes to base his gear off of like Kamen Rider characters. Oh, which uh, is he AEW, WWE is a different wrestling He's in New Japan. They're the biggest in Japan. They're very big on uh, hard hitting stuff. So like, if you want it as close to like real sport as you really could, that's where you want to go for them. Okay. That looks yeah, sick. Like it's, yeah. Like he's kind of known for like one match where he got like his front teeth knocked out. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff like that. So is this a uh, costume like a tribute to Saber? Yeah. He's done lots of these. Like he's done... um. He really loves um he did one for zero one as well that we like um like had on like a couple months ago too. Like he just like loves him some stuff. Um he beat up one common rider in like one movie too. Like I think like in kind of like the EX8 movie, like he shows up and like beats up like a ton of common riders. Was he his himself or was he just like doing wrestling moves and stuff? Yeah, like he was like a wrestler like minion of the bad guy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And um he's also like the first Garo in canon, like he shows up in like this like weird like medieval times like movie about Garo. So he's like he's a big old nerd, but like he's also like this massive like hair like muscle bound like dude. <laughs> uh but no, um <laughs> that's how much is going on in Garo's Saber though. But uh no, uh so they don't learn anything. There's a lot of fights. The fights are kind of cool. Um, there's the scene though where like the Medjid one hit all the riders and then have a fight like in like the human forms, which is cool. But then all the riders just like get resolved and start fighting again. And Rintaro has like his super form that can become a lion, which I still don't like because I feel like all the super form is done is shoot at pillars of light. Yeah, I thought my my stream was skipping because he kept repeating the same thing over and over. Yeah, I just. <laughs> And they gave the Medjid like a really generic motivation of we want to build a better world. Okay. Who are you? <laughs> What's your personality? Like, not Where's much your bio? <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, man, I really wanted to care whenever Toma was using like both swords, but it was super just like, it felt very flat to me. And he, like when he had both swords and he was like that kind of stuff like oh like here's my friend's sword i wanted to really care watching this whole episode to be honest 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing was really hitting until the, the end. You know what I mean? But ep- episode 16 saved it for me. Yeah. But also, um, like, there's this moment where, like, Tome gets, like, caught in, like, the dark side of the force or whatever. It has to, like, to, like, fight out. And then, like, um, Kento's force ghost shows up and tells him force to himself. <laughs> but, <laughs> and he does, and the theme song starts. But, like, Toma's always believed in himself and solved things. This isn't, like, new. Like, it's not like he's, like, tried it and, like, he can't believe himself versus Caliber or something. Like, he's always done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. And also, Slash was there 15 years ago. And, like, re- remember when, like, Ritara was, like, Homo sapiens and implied that the, like, that the swords and logos were different than humans, but that's never been explored since. Oh man, I forgot he said that. Wow. Yeah. Plot hole. Jeez. But I guess Slash is there 15 years ago and looks the same, so maybe they aren't human. They're weird elves or whatever. I don't know. Hopefully we find out. <laughs> but um, how do you feel about uh the um ultimate kind of like way the story advanced when disaster stabbed? <laughs> When disaster stabbed Lakeba Joe in the back and killed him, that was that was uh I didn't see that coming. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um. Do you know why that happened? No. <laughs> do you? <laughs> okay. I literally like only do because I like went back and watched it. But uh, oh, okay. I so he it. when he got summoned the first time, it was by a book that Caliber had. So I guess Caliber had like his contract and controlled him. Oh. Okay. Which never really comes up because how many times do we see Caliber fight like five dudes without disaster there at all? Yeah. He didn't do he didn't even help him out. Yeah. Oh man. Never gave him orders, like never made yeah. anything. Damn, you had to put two and two together. That's sad. <laughs> no, just like just I want to see scenes of characters having things they believe in and clashing with other people. And I think what the first arc of the show really failed at was that. Just there were very few scenes where characters like interacted like a lot of characters said things and then did things and other characters like, okay, I support this. It's like, well, no, you're like superheroes and stuff. Just like have differences like and like have clashes and have things like don't work out. But they're all just like so like, oh, I guess it's all right that you bring your son out to this. Like, oh, like, I guess it's all right that you care about books like, it's never really, like, <laughs> interrogated enough to make me care, you know? Yeah, they don't ask these other questions at all. It's just kind of like, let's go fight the midget, you know what I mean? And now Toma owns three swords, and it's never really explored there either. Like, how's he going to do that? <laughs> but, I don't know. Uh, just, this arc kind of ends with, like, big end-of-arc stuff. But, like, there's just, like, a lot of ways, like, stuff has just happened to advance the plot and we don't know characters so it's hard going out of there besides being okay i guess the hero who's won his past four fights with this bad guy has beat him again and he went to a place and saw nothing and gained nothing that he couldn't have learned from the last time he beat this character then there's episode 16 uh which i think uh they remember sophia for one they acknowledge her she got kidnapped. We and like episode what 11 or 12, like five weeks ago. But no, um, we see some scenes where Luna talks, which is interesting. And she has a personality and a character. That's good. 
That's good to know. She has those. Uh, <laughs> she like she's an important character. You think we would like have like a couple flashbacks so far, or like at least like a one scene of them besides like the big like she's lost to the void. <laughs> My big note here was uh, it seems like there are characters, places, and monsters that matter now, which yes. is good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Please, more of this. Jesus, what do you feel of like? The way, like, that this episode went, I guess. Um, I thought it was odd that they just turned on Toma like that. Yeah. And I was in, like, Reddit feeds and other feeds, and I saw some people trying to explain it to the to the point that they were like, these are trained soldiers. They only know one thing is to follow orders. I'm like, but wait. <laughs> I mean, what about, like, friendship, trust? And even though they did get portrayed by two writers in the first arc, um... I mean, it's Toma, you know? So that, I thought that was yeah. kind of weird. They just turned on him just because some person from the Southern base said that there's a mole and they think it's him because he went through a hole and came back. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this show's really, really big on people, like, having feelings after going in holes. But uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, like, it's nothing. Like, it's just, like, they say he's a traitor. He says, hey... I've learned that there might be like a traitor and they're like, well, we gotta like beat the shit out of you now and take your stuff. And just like, I don't know. Um, and honestly, like Toma, like to a certain extent, you have like three swords, just like give them one and be like, oh yeah, like I have no swords. <laughs> like <laughs> make it work, you know? <laughs> like, oh, look, who's that new caliber? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and we have a lot of options. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, May has an editor that she respects who wants to go camping. Um, you know what? I actually liked that whole May scene this episode. Right? I was like, why is this the highlight of the whole episode? It just felt like, all right, let's slow things down a little bit. Let's get back to, you know, seeing people in this world and get to know these new, you know, these side characters. You know what I mean? Like. It was it was very like jarring that I like was excited to see May uh, trying to get her article or book approved. Like (laughs) that's wild. Yeah, and like it's framed like the start of the episode is like, oh, like let's make soup and clean and like get rid of twenty twenty, and then like the show kind of feels like it's like let's just like have these characters have some like relationships and just like it was just like okay, here's somebody that you respect like talking to you. That's so much more than we already had. Like, I was so worried, like, that, like, this would just continue having, like, eight people in, like, two rooms and, like, one construction site. And, like, that would be it. Yes. Like, this city's starting to feel lived in now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you had, like, people walk around and, like, oh, what's that world? I'm like, yes, please, more of this. Like, show the people and what's, like, the repercussions they have to go through. Because basically, people can now, some people can now see, like, the other world. And it's, like, this weird thing where, like, the people that can't think they're, like, just weirdos. And, like, I like the motivation of um, the editor to be, like, I need to go on some kind of vacation. I'm seeing, like, some weird, like, Digimon stuff in the sky. And uh, (laughs) then she just, like, is, like, all right, I'm on vacation. I can still see the weird, like, this weird, like, world in the sky. And the whole thing is, like, oh, we have, like, new monsters that we can make now. And they're people. And people might get killed if the like writers kill the monsters. Yes, that's yeah. That's what we asked for. <laughs> that's exactly what we yeah. asked for for the last 
month and a half, and they finally did it. Maybe they listened to the pod. Please, more of this. Yeah, they're just like, okay. <laughs> I guess for the next part of uh, Macabre Rider Saber, we're going to have somebody who uh, can't take off their Common Rider outfit and has a baby? Okay. All right, and for the next part of Macabre Rider Saber, we're going to have a <laughs> PS5? Okay. And Common Rider EXA. Okay. Cool. We got it. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, just... Yeah, this character. Um, Toma gets like his ass beat kind of politely, like all things considered. Like he just kind of gets like beat up uh, a little bit. Ren was trying to kill him though. Yeah, Ren. I was like, "What is going on?" Then May pretty much saved his life. That was that was intense. Yeah, Ren be like that honestly. Like he just like spent this whole time being like, "I guess I'll kill you." That's the best way to do this, the I least guess. Likeable rider is about to kill the main guy. Come on, relax. I mean, to be fair, like all he's ever fought is like holograms out of books. So maybe he's like, I'll like put my sword in Toma, and like he'll burst into coins or something or pages. And then like, but no, um, Toma gets saved by the mysterious man, Yuki, uh, who is this unreferenced at all sword of light that's been missing for thousands of years, uh, and yeah. He's what do you think of this character? Uh he's a sword. <laughs> uh it kind of reminded me of the the White Ranger Saber. Uh so I didn't I didn't oh, Saba, yeah. Yeah, Saba. yeah. Saba. That's what it is. I didn't mind it. Uh I thought I, I thought it was a little cheesy when he turned into a sword, but I kind of like it for the time being. I'm pretty sure he gets a humanoid form, form later on, but I, I don't mind it. Yeah, I think he very much feels like a Sentai character. Because, like, he's a gold and silver formed person that shows up and is like, oh, hey, like, I know better than you about, like, what it means to be, like, a rider or, or like, a ranger or whatever. But he's just nice. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm an ancient sword, and I'm here to help. Uh, And he, like, one-shots the whole crew, too, which is kind of like, okay. A lot of people getting one-shotted that, sh- like, probably <laughs> need to matter, like, later in fights. Like, maybe, like, cool with that a little bit. Yeah, like you said, the power scaling is kind of kind of weird at the moment. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was hoping Tassel will show up. Tassel doesn't show up, but the fact that he knows this guy makes this guy already like number two in my book, like number one Tassel, like number two this guy. <laughs> and what did Tassel say? Oh, he's finally here! <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like it's like, <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm the narrator. Here's my friend. He's a sword. That's cool to me. <laughs> His new character, new motivations, different faction, basically. Um, yeah, let's get real. Like, let's have some copywriters fighting, like with like real hatred in their eyes, and just like let's have people like mad at each other. Um, cool. I still think we're going to get like a couple more writers like in the show, just because this show especially feels like it cannot stop <laughs> with writers to an extent. Yeah, you get rid of what two, three? Yeah, and he introduced like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Rekha's a rider too. So, two. Although totally introduced like some new swords that they like forged. Like, ah, oh, it's the sword of, uh, internet. <laughs> Here we go. What what are elements? I don't know. Like metal, wood, or left? I guess moon because of Luna. Sun could be a bad guy. Who knows? But yeah, um, I think the show has officially gotten ready to maybe introduce the plot. And yeah. that's a big deal. Took 15 episodes, but I think we're finally here, guys. Yeah. 
we technically still have two thirds of a show left for them to introduce like plot and characters. Uh, <laughs> that was a long prequel. Let's just say that. <laughs> Who do you? We didn't even talk about the mysterious uh, uh, mole, like the the person within the guild. What do you think it is? I think they're being too obvious about Rika because she's on the phone saying like he's here, this kind of stuff, and like all this information, and like it's implied that she's talking to the Medjid enough that I'm either wondering if um, she's like a triple agent between like the Medjid and like, and who's the new writer's name? Yuri. Uh, or if she's like answering to some kind of inner council that's trying to like vet the whole order. I'm not sure, but she seems like she might be doing something. I saw one uh, theory that the person on the phone that she's talking to is the one behind it. And she's just like a pawn. I mean, that could be cool. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I kind of hope that happens versus it being obviously her. I think it's too obvious. And I don't see it being one of the writers that we know now. What if it's Sora? Whole time. <laughs> Sora, Soba, Soba. I mean, I think the best thing about this show is that um, they could totally introduce a character next week and they could be the best character in the show. Yeah, there's no, there, there's no, well, I can't say there's no fave, because everybody has a fave, but there's no, like, main, like, a uh, Aruto character, you know what I mean? Like, it should be Toma, but I feel like we we know the least about him, <laughs> which is... Like, all we know is he likes books and hates holes. Which is insane, like, how how is the main character the one we know the least about? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like, Ren, too, so I guess that, yeah. I guess you could say Ren. Ren at least is like a side character. Like he's like not even a secondary writer. Like he's like a tertiary writer. I guess Rintaro has been portrayed sometimes interesting. They've kind of like fallen back on that a little bit. But um, yeah, just give people episodes where they interact with like people that are in trouble. Like let it be like, oh, here's like the two episode arc where we see like um, a slash meeting a bookseller or a candy maker or something and understanding that this person matters enough to work with Toma despite like thinking despite thinking that like he's like a traitor or something, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Like I, just very basic. I really enjoyed a lot of part moments in 16. So I have hope. What do you think the plot's going to be in this show? <sighs> uh, so right now we know that this book of knowledge could save the world or destroy it. And I don't know which way. Um, so the plot moving forward, Man, I, I can't even. I can't even do it, man. I don't have enough. What do you think? Pretty sure you gave some thought into this. I mean, it's hard. Um, I think that we still need to see a motivation for the Medjid, and I think you could potentially do a cool one if you have an idea. Like they've vaguely just said they want to live in a better world. I think you could totally do. We're we're other creations. We just want like a world of our own, or to make this world. Uh, more suitable to us or make our own whatever has to be done um we might get like a new medjid soon that will make that more clear um i i think the problem with the guild's betrayer is that we don't really have a sense of what the guild stands for besides stopping <coughs> like the medjid who we don't know what they're really doing besides generic anime stuff like i forgot that like the have they ever actually said that like the wonder books uh which i forget the last time we've heard the word wonder book but um are pages from the book of knowledge because 
that could be a that could have been something that we knew like oh we're collecting these books and like activating them to reassemble the book of knowledge that seems to be where they're going just they haven't really done a lot of work just like say oh we're like we're amassing this to recover this book of knowledge that's probably what it's going to be but you think if they're pointing to a mole there will be like oh the the swords of logos want to um to reunite this book for safekeeping and the mole is like wants to use it for personal gain you know i like that what would you say as a leader of the midget or is there even a midget or a leader um the dude storius with the tie on his head um, he's the leader he seems to be the strongest like he like knocked rintaro out of his like blaster form or whatever um he knocked caliber out of the stuff he seems to be like calling the shots but like i also think like he's the leader but like in 10 episodes they'll like be like oh we finally found this casket <laughs> and there'll yeah. be some dude in there you I know feel like i feel like introducing someone that orders them around or they report to would also kind of structure things a little bit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i just feel like they're just together just to find books and fuck shit up do you think that um they're gonna have more writers that just exist or oh yeah <laughs> like they're in like the south pole but they don't matter for prophecies like it's one thing if they like if they make new ones but if they're just like oh like here's the ice and wood wider and we didn't count because we don't count like, i'm not sure why but you know that kind of thing i actually wouldn't mind that um when they started saying like the north gate and the south gate it kind of took me back to game of thrones how the the knights of the old watch guarded different gates yeah, so yeah. that kind of made me think a little bit like oh so there's other ones out there not just Rekha. So i wouldn't mind that like just introduce a writer for an episode and he, he comes back so I'm going to say some stuff that is based off some weird lore. But basically, um, in the other continent, in like the like books about the world of Song of Ice and Fire, like and then the Game of Thrones and stuff, there's this random aside about like, oh, in this country, they have this massive wall <laughs> that they are defending and nothing's come from. And it basically implies that like in the far eastern area of like the world, compared to like where Westeros is in like the Night's Watch. Um there's just another Night's Watch in like another direction. Um and that's really cool. I would love if like maybe we just find out, yeah, the South Base is just like dealing with a different set of bad guys and like have like a different set of like prophecies. Like maybe like the book being split up is like, oh, they're separate conflicts for separate parts of this book. And like in the end is like this global all knowledge book and like all the different storylines basically like this like this whole story this whole show is happening somewhere else and in the end they have to come together that would be fun yeah i wouldn't mind that at all i hope they explore something like that mentioning like different gates and stuff like that so i'll be up there i'll be up for that for sure yeah but um man just saber has the ball i think new arc less to you can do anything at this point with the characters and I'll believe it. Um, yeah. And I hope they do some fun stuff. They're down like 50 points at halftime right now. And it's time to <laughs> make a run. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, they could fuck up in a really fascinating way. <laughs> like what if they just go for it? 
Yeah, do something at least. Like, jeez, do something. So everybody's sword is their mom. Go. Awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I okay. I don't think Comrider has actually done as much like your belt is your mom stuff as like I'm saying, but it's just like a thing that whatever I'm thinking of like bad storytelling was like, oh, like um spoilers for like a 12-year-old video game or whatever. But um in like 2009 or whatever, there was a uh remake of the old like the old NES game Bionic Commando and um <laughs> the big twist in the game was that your robotic arm was your wife and they had to use like your wife's like skeleton to make your robot arm what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wow so maybe it's like that where it's like oh hey Shinji your sword's your mom soul sure go for that just I would love if they fuck up in a really interesting way where it's like, oh, yeah, um, actually, every time you like kill a monster, you're erasing a story from history. And like now people don't know what Yetis are or what Hansel nutting to Gretel is because you like keep using that power. I that would know. be dope. I like that idea a lot, bro. Yeah. That'd be like, so awesome. They're so down. They could do anything. And that's actually interesting. Like I would be more. OK, if I wasn't doing the show, I would not be watching Cupboard Saber. <laughs> I would say that I've totally skipped years. I like Cobb Rider. I'm not married to it. <laughs> I just be like watching seven episodes of Fire Force and being like, "Gosh, oh, should I watch this?" No, I shouldn't watch this. It's dead. But uh, <laughs> no, you can do anything. But whatever you do, go for it. Swing for the fences. Let everybody's sword be like a living being that has been sealed and make yeah, it aliens. Like, like yeah. I said, I didn't even mind that. <laughs> uh, was it Yuki? Uh, the sword or the editor in chief? The, the, the sword guy. Yuri? He's Yuri. Yeah. Okay. Like I didn't even mind that he was a sword. Like I'm at, I'm at that point. Like just do something. <laughs> yeah. Just do something. Like normally I would be like, kind of like eye rolling about stuff like that, but I don't mind it. Just, just do something. Take me somewhere. And here is my promise to you, James, as a very important pivotal thing about Cabin Ride with me, okay? Okay, I'm listening. If this show gets really good in like a really interesting way, I will change all the episodes so that we really liked it all, all, all along. <laughs> I will just, just like the whole backlog, I will fuck it up, change it all. Oh, like we knew. Like we've been on a bandwagon. What are you talking about? Yeah. When you look at Greek myths and the way that they foretell certain tragedies and stories we knew yeah whole time we called it we're scholars <laughs> of the art of the form <laughs> it's all about the stories that you don't tell it's like jazz uh but no uh yeah i am excited for saber at least for the next like two episodes that we do uh because we'll kind of know what they're doing by then a little bit and hopefully it's more interesting but uh and next time is episode 66 of Common Ride with me, which is exciting. Uh we'll love the devil. I'm not sure what we'll do, but we'll <laughs> celebrate that somehow. Sacrifice a goat. Yeah, there we go. We'll finally kill Tassel. <laughs> but no, James. Uh how can people find you when you're uh, not talking about Tokusatsu? You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch under Copacetic Senpai. You can find uh, me on twitter.com at jsforge. You can find the podcast um, at Common Ride With Me, 
kabarachme.com, kabarachme on Instagram. Kabarachme.com slash episodes has a link to all of our episodes and different platform links specifically. And kabarachme.com slash merch has links to our merch where all the proceeds up until when this episode comes out goes uh, direct to eviction defense funds. We are very excited to see uh, what people have gotten and help to help people that are in like severe need. Um, and after that, after this goes up, we return to the old format uh, where the um, proceeds will go to our hosting costs. Then after that, we'll go to charity, but no profit. <laughs> uh, and next week is and next week is me and Steph for Jukatsetai Geki Ranger episodes one through nine and Power Rangers Jungle Fury episodes one through three. Looking at that, that is her first intro to Super Sentai. Should be very exciting to look at. But uh, with that, I guess, um, what did we learn today, James? <laughs> oh, man. We learned that uh, I think they're finally starting to get their stuff together with Saber. I'll be positive. Okay, yeah. That's a good one. So uh, a lesson for Common Rider Saber and 2021 maybe is a watch Common Ride with me and it's okay if it takes you a while to get things together. Okay. It gets better. We're still here. Late breaking news. <laughs> we have come to a consensus. Oh yeah, we didn't fucking talk about the Mandalorian at all. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's reset. We're just gonna do Craig from here. Yeah, just Craig from here. All right. So uh, <laughs> we forgot that we had to do the Mandalorian. Um, it's been three weeks. We like recorded the last one like a little early to have a holiday. And just the whole curse like set up. But no, uh, we were talking. We were like, yeah, like Tassel's a great character. But I was worried that we were maybe putting too much on Tassel, like a like girl at high school. She's like, oh, like she's perfect. That could be like maybe Tassel isn't really there. And but no, like Tassel's been in the real world. We've seen him. And we're wondering, oh, like maybe like like a like real like non makeup, like suit looking like Tassel is like the leader of like that southern base or whatever. And then you said what you said, James. Yeah, like, what do you think? We're just joking around about Tassel. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is there a phone in his little room that he's in pre episode? And Kip goes, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Rekha's calling Tassel. That's exactly who she's talking to. And like, if it's remember, not, I'll be highly disappointed. It has to be Tassel. Remember um, the episode, like episode 11 or something? We had that scene where he was on the phone and he, Got off the phone to tell people that the like show was starting. Yeah. Oh right? my god, it's Tassel. It's Tassel. Holy shit! And the He's mole the could also be Yuri now. Yeah. Oh, they might save. They may save this show. Oh, oh my god! If they just do like, oh, the what if the mole is is Yuri, but Tassel sent Yuri to help the writers. Like he's orchestrating this whole thing. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be oh. so dope. Okay, so I have to say something really important about the Wikipedia page for Cowboy Rider for Cowboy Rider Saber. Literally under the plot for all of the episodes, there's just like there's one section synopsis, and there's one section plot. The plot is just everything Tassel says in the episode. Which I really appreciate, whoever's doing that. <laughs> you are doing the work of the gods right there. Just like some 
fucked up. Like, I love that the only like actual play by play we get is everything Tassel said in the episode. Just, just Tassel quotes. <laughs> yeah, Tass, Tassel has to be like the mastermind behind this whole thing. So, episode 11. Um, yes, most definitely. But then there's this and there's that. So, ah, everyone, Bond like sure. My name is Tassel. I'm currently extremely surprised. Yeah. Um, that's wild. I think he has to be. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I think he's a bad guy. Yeah. Does Yuri know or no? I think that Tassel sent Yuri down there because remember they're like hanging out together, and yeah. it was like right around when uh, Kento turned into like the Force Ghost. Do you think that Tassel's playing him, or, you, or that Tassel is like? Um, does Yuri know Tassel's like attention? Is what I mean though. Because I'm thinking maybe he's like deceiving Yuri. And like has like it all played like maybe Tassel's like Palpatine, you know? Um, that'd be that'd be cool too. But <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're in on it together. And just the timing of Yuri's appearance is like right when there was conflict with the group, and he automatically sides with Toma, like kind of like pushing him away from the group. So maybe Reka is this like fucks up the whole thing. Actually, what if Reka is working with Caliber because Caliber's the Shadow Dragon. And then, like Yuri's, like the like um, like guy whose power is like um, light. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I see what you're doing. So maybe Reka is working for Tassel, but also working for Caliber. Honestly, if we get like a scene where like the Medjid and like Toma are like saving the world or something like together, like a team up versus like the other riders, that would be great. I would love that. Oh man, I'm excited now. <laughs> no, uh. Tassel is the big bad. Like Tassel's everything. That will save this show. I swear to God, it would. Can you just imagine? My goodness. Yeah. Do you want him to be a rider or just have weird powers? Weird powers. Yeah. I don't want to see him henshin. <laughs> what if like uh okay. So not to spoil it, but in um one show that we might look at like at some point later, there's a character who isn't human. Like what their transformation device does is transform them into like a human, and when they detransform is when they're like a rider. What? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds crazy. So I'm wondering, could that be Tassel? Where like Tassel is like, oh, like I'm gonna cancel my transformation, and then it, I'm like fucked up. <laughs> Maybe, but no. Um, I'm like Tassel has weird powers. He could summon books or something, or like make pages into like limbs, whatever. Or like we kind of we're theorizing about before like somebody's writing a story and it's tassel that's kind of like writing this whole story about how things plan out and uh toma's job is to pretty much defeat determinism like he could break the mode of you know like yeah following the script and just you know like tassel's like why is he not following the story that'd be cool too because basically like our big thing with both the writers and the medjude is they all just kind of seem like they're there to advance the plot if that was like meta, like that became it, like, oh, like here's my plot of Tassel and like Tom has to be like, no, like I'll like write my own story and like burn through your pages. Perfect. Totally. And uh Yeah, and a Tassel could be like this failed Arthur and his stories suck, which is why the first fifteen episodes suck because he doesn't know how to tell a story. But then <laughs> he gets the help of like, you know, this Arthur or editor that he just turned into a monster and then he becomes a better writer because he's like going for people that know how to write. So what if like, um, like he's abducting all these authors to help him keep the story. Oh, going. that'd be great. Yeah. Like what if, um, it's the whole thing of like, um, 
some new writer show up and then like Tome is like, what are you talking about? That's it, right? Like there was like one <laughs> secret hidden one. There's like, oh no, there are always like these many writers. Like there's always this going on. We're always at war with like uh Yeah, Toma just kind of wakes up. He's like, wait a minute, I don't know shit about myself. Like <laughs> Do you think Toma's final form, he gets like a new sword that goes in his belt, but it's a pen? Because the pen is mighty than the sword. <laughs> I hope that we don't have to have another horny conversation with our like friends at Common Rider when they're like, um, when it's time to spew, I'm a new. And we're like, well, what are you doing, Toba? That's a bad like thing for your sword to say. Your new pen <laughs> sword. It's time to spew. Super spew. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But uh what if they just turn around and make like Toma a really interesting character in like one episode flat? That would be just, highly appreciated. I don't know how they could do that in one episode though, but Oh, and you know I'm gonna destroy all the backlog of what Common Rider me just removed from the internet. <laughs> just, if it turns just, out. Yeah, just start yeah. the pod from the next episode. Just delete everything. <laughs> but I don't know what happened with my uh hosts, my podcast hosts, but all my episodes just got deleted for some reason. I'll go back in and like add new lines and be like just 15 minutes of us saying, Oh yeah, like I really think like they're intentionally doing this badly so Toma can in one episode, episode 27, like make the whole show good. <laughs> but no. Oh uh, Hammer to Saber, it's a land of contrast. Uh but also a land of contrast. That's one of those dumb jokes that I make because of like weird history textbooks in like high school, or whatever. But uh no. Um we kind of wanted to have the sidebar, not just to remember that we had more interesting thoughts about Cover Saber, but to talk about Star Wars and the Mandalorian. Because it is finished. It was not finished the last time we recorded. Uh and some big stuff happens at, at the end of that show. Huge. Yeah. Uh just fuck. Uh, just even after yeah. that, like the announcement of all the new like side stories that are happening in the Star Wars universe, pretty much becoming a <laughs> the Marvel version of Star Wars. It's tough. On one hand, I like Star Wars when there's lots of Star Wars. On the other hand, I like that Star Wars is something I can be done with. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, so it's hard. But um, Bill Burr was Bill Burr, and Bill Burr did some Bill Burr things and killed someone. That was great. He was from, like, South Boston in, like, Alderaan or whatever. Like, I'm not sure. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, he had, like, a huge moment in season two. I'm glad they brought him back. from, And he's barely playing a character yeah he's just he's just playing himself inside the star wars universe which is even more amazing but uh yeah season two was definitely a success a lot better than season one uh i just felt like season two was doing a lot of the heavy lifting that the directors of this new you know star wars regime needed it to do um yeah it kind of introduced you know ahsoka to fans that may have not seen clone wars or rebels uh, they brought back Boba, uh, and they brought back. Spoiler alert! Give you a minute to, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right. So I just feel like this season two had a lot of responsibilities, and it could have went really, really bad, but it went really, really well. And I'm still on the fence about how they treat characters like Luke and Boba. Um, like you don't want. You don't want to uh, take attention away from, you know, the main thing. And then you have people like, okay, are we getting the Luke Skywalker and Grogu series? Like, that's the last thing I want. 
You know what I mean? I don't I don't need that. Yeah, and like if you were gonna like just like to see like um all that like CG and then there's like Groku also, just like damn, that would be a lot. Uh but no, yeah. uh, I love that um the Clone Wars is all of a sudden the most important part of Star Wars. The backbone <laughs> of it. Right? <laughs> That's insane, bro. Because like I hadn't really seen much of the Clone Wars. And like um last time you sent me that like skip list, but um worth shouting out is that um a more civilized age is a new um podcast from Austin Walker, Rob Zachney. Like if you like are like a big fan of like certain kinds of like games media and like cultural like crit, that when that show dropped, it's like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like that show is gonna be like something I'm watching weekly to try and like go through that. But man, just Clone Wars is important now. How that like like basically like the one episode with like Ahsoka happened, then everybody was on about Clone Wars. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, now Rebels. Like I haven't watched Rebels yet, but they mentioned uh what was it General the blue guy? Thrawn. Thrawn. Like I have no idea who that guy is, but now I have to go watch Rebels. Like I like how they're doing that. Yeah, and like we were saying, like, oh, is it like um the guy from Rebels that we don't know, or is it like Cal Kestis? And like Oh yeah, we were theorizing about who the Jedi was and I think I think we knew who it was the whole time, but we were just trying to have fun, you know? Oh, but still when that X Wing comes in, just damn I was still like second guessing it like that. <laughs> right? Even when he was fighting, I was just like I guess I was shocked that they actually went for it, but they full send it. Yeah, but they actually did it and it wasn't bad. I mean, like the the face, you know, the face thing was kind of weird, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, um, <clears throat> I felt like they had to do that after the backlash of what happened in uh, The Last Jedi. Like they, they had to give Luke another cameo in some form. And that was the best way to do it. No. And like. I'm with a lot of people where I want Sebastian Stan to play Luke. And like, but also I think there was a moment though where I saw Mark Hamill's name in the credits. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like I was like, like right? Luke Skywalker is just like one of those characters that like means a lot to a lot of people, like me included. Like one of the reasons, like there are like two reasons that like my favorite color is like green. It's like Luke Skywalker and like it's that one kid from detention they can't find, like Tommy Oliver. Tommy. I'll be all over. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, just when I saw that lightsaber and like all the powers and all the stuff and the way they like matched that one scene from Rogue One with like Darth Vader, I loved it. It was great. I actually really like Luke's <laughs> plot in The Last Jedi. Just also, I want to have my cake and like eat it too and be like, that's the end of the story. But also, he was like really cool for a long time and like did Jedi stuff, right? Mm-hmm. but like it's hard because like I want the artistic end but I also want to know that like Luke just got the story that like what was like in like my mind or like the EU for years so yeah maybe I think they that's entirely a, on it so. yeah I think that's the thing that I once I had an issue with but just I had my own ideas of what <laughs> what happened after and then now it's like oh shit <laughs> he saved Grogu yeah like And, like, what happened was, like, what we all pictured happening. Like, an an X-Wing showed up somewhere and just, like, changed that planet's life kind of thing. Just, like, this, like, weird, like, horse riding in kind of, like, cowboy thing, you know? 
What do you think about the uh, the Book of Boba thing? You think you think uh, I've been hearing a lot of theories about the Mandalorian season three is going to be the Book of Boba. I don't really fall into that camp. I did see a cool theory that um, so it's been reports that the Mandalorian is uh, debuting on Christmas 2021. So what will probably happen from I think Emergency Awesome said it. He said Book of Boba will start the first week of December. And just be like a limited series, like a four episode run and end on the week of Christmas. And then the Mandalorian starts, which would be awesome. A whole month of just Mandalorian and, you know, hanging out with Boba. And then we go into the actual, you know, where we left off. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that kind of feels like what they're doing. And um, that's fine. Um, that's cool to me. Um, I really like the cast. Like, I'm going to butcher his name, but... um. Chimera like Morrison like he's one of those people who like the way that Star Wars was original movies that prequels that sequels he looks fine as his character 20 years later you know <laughs> uh yeah and I like um Ming-Na Wen I'm glad they just like cyborged her back into the plot because she's like one of right. the true badasses that we have right now in like Hollywood but yeah it could be fun uh and like I'm Wondering if they're going to just retcon some stuff with Luke pretty severely, you know, but I don't know. Uh, were you emotional when Grogu like left, though? Not really, to be honest. How about you? Yeah, I I kind of think they might do it at least for a season or most of a season, like have him not be in the plot. Yeah, I can see him coming back like the last two episodes and. I'm just not sure how far they will advance the story for that his training to matter, <laughs> you know. I think uh I think season 3 should just follow uh um Jaren and Bo-Katan trying to get the dark saber back. Or they already have it. I'm sorry. Yeah, they have it, yeah. But uh, I meant I meant to say going back to to take over their planet Mandalore. That's what I really meant to say. Yeah, that could be fun. Um just like a season of them like we don't <laughs> Star Wars is weird. It's like space fantasy and there's not a lot of other space fantasy. Like how do they make that planet like inhabitable again or like worth like living on, you know, like that could be really cool to see because uh, they said it was like glass, which implies to me like it was just like turned to glass from orbit, which mm-hmm. cool as hell. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, and it'd be cool to see how they do the whole uh, jar and having the, the dark saber and Bo-Katan wants it because she has to take it back honorably. So I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Do you do you think that if there is a, a, in like 10 years another trilogy, we just get like Luke Skywalker being like, yeah, I could become corporeal for a little while. Like that just happens. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am very just it's hard. Like I don't feel attached to Ray or like or like Poe or Finn that much compared to like even someone like Jar Jar Binks, like no offense, but like mm-hmm. um, I've watched like two or three 15 minute chunks of like the Red Skywalker just been like, oh yeah, things sure happen. Um, and it's wild how much that movie fell off compared to like other movies that like even Solo didn't have the issues that Red Skywalker has. Yeah. Like, will people react when they see like Ray show up in a trailer in 15 years? <laughs> you know? I don't think so, man. 
I mean, yeah. I guess there is a group of fans out there that really love the trilogy, but I mean, just there's so much you could do. I kind of wish they just like made Finn like a Jedi and said, "Oh, Ray, you have some weird like alternative like force powers like shit like," and like so does Kylo Ren, and that's why you have this like weird connection. So, like you're like force negative or something. What? Or like some weird thing and just like let Finn have some kind of plot because he really got shafted in like a major way in that trilogy, I feel like, you know? Yeah, just put on a back burner completely. Every movie it felt like Poe had his like new personality and plot. And like when they're trying to like ship like Poe and Ray, at least like from what I've seen in Rise of Skywalker, I was like, This isn't working. You this is a long haul to truck. Yeah, but Star Wars, Mandalorian, uh it's staying away from that. <laughs> unless it like goes into it and just has like the first order show up, which it could at this point, I guess, but who knows? Cause Snoke is being built, right? Like <laughs> that been confirmed Snoke's around and I don't know. Yeah. They said something about, uh, uh, Moff Gideon said he has Grogu's blood and that's all he really needed. And I guess that was for cloning purposes. So, yeah, I mean, just that last movie. Why is Palpatine back? <laughs> There's so many things you could do. Just make him a ghost in Kylo Ren's mind. And he's like seeing stuff. That's so much better than even just having Palpatine just be back with a stadium of <laughs> forest ghosts. I mean, Sith ghost, however you want to say it. I don't even know. And like a fleet of ships, like a million ships that have like the Death Star gun. Yeah, all this new Star Wars content could be really, really bad. Because I know Patty Jenkins is directing the Rose Roger movie. And I don't know if y'all seen Wonder Woman, but it was not the vibes. <laughs> the new one, right? Yeah, the one that um, Wonder Woman eighty four, and that wasn't a good uh, a good showcase for her to ha- be involved with anything Star Wars related. Well, you kind of can't fuck it up. I feel like Rogue Squadron though, because it's set during like the original trilogy, so people already care, and it's about X wings. Like you kind of. I feel like you just the punt is very short. Like it's just a very short, like like the goal's right there, you know? Yeah, I can see this actually being like a, a top gun ripoff and <laughs> just be the top gun, but what <laughs> or just like it could even like miss the issues that like Star Wars being too big, it has to be like a big universe thing and be like, oh, there's this um ship yard that's making new ships. We have to destroy it. And like instead of it being like the Death Star or whatever, it's just, oh, the shipyard is making new ships. Let's destroy it. And it's always dangerous. I know somebody dies. Fine. But uh, like at a certain point, it's just X-Wings. <laughs> like, can you fuck off that bad? Uh, But no, uh, I'm not sure what other movies are actually planned right now, but I don't know if anybody's going to want to look at the sequel trilogy for a long time. Yeah, I haven't rewatched it in a while. I was in love with uh, Force Awakens, but not the other two. I'm just like, if you had to make a movie right now set after Rise of Skywalker, what would you even do? They're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. That's why and, they're still mining this little area that they keep mining. And like, to be fair, they never went beyond Return of the Jedi outside of books that they were very fast to make not canon, like until like Force Awakens. So it's hard. I would love it if Star Wars just got big, got weird. But also stayed small, so there's no way to do it unless they just like 
made the books canon again, which they wouldn't do because they won't have movies. But I don't know. I like Luke Skywalker, though. That's all I can say. <laughs> we all do. Man, what if Jar Jar Banks just is like in the trailer for episode 10? He was supposed to come back during the Mandalorian. There's like a theory going around that man, uh, Jar Jar is going to come. Like just to kill him? He is supposed to be the person that saves him, supposedly. That have just been weird. Like, he's a Jedi now? Like, when the fuck did that happen? They have kept the Jedi thing kind of restrained, though. There's basically, like, at most, like, what, like, four or five Jedi alive right now? Like, at the Mandalorian? Like, there's, like, Ahsoka, who's not really a Jedi, but there's, like, so few, she'll say, yeah, I am. There's Luke. Technically Leia, I guess. Then there's uh, the one from, like, Rebels and the one from the video game who might be alive, but we don't know. That's a short list. That like that's small enough. Because like one, like one problem with like the stuff between like the prequels and like the originals is there's like seven hundred Jedi. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, no. Um, I hope I continue to enjoy Star Wars because I'm gonna keep watching, and I would like if they did good things with it. <laughs> like Star Wars, something I love in a way where I just hope the stuff that I'm gonna watch is good. Yeah, same. I'm, like, like it's not like I'm not gonna watch all this new stuff coming out, but it could be really bad. But I'll still be watching. <laughs> but no, uh, with that, uh, I guess uh, the only thing we can do is uh, live long and prosper. <laughs>